0: Hey guys, this episode, we're going to be talking about mental toughness, physical toughness, body language, and character, just who you are on the inside. Uh, Going to be talking about the impact that plays on your opponents and also your teammates. Just going to be me tonight. Isaac won't be joining us. Let's get it. Welcome to the Coaching Minds Podcast, helping you overcome obstacles so you can reach and achieve more. Here are your hosts, Ben and C. JP reached out to us on Twitter and said, how can I help my guys with the mental side of their game when I don't feel like I'm an expert in the mental side of the game? And I think that's a fantastic question. Um, heard a great quote from Grant Baldwin talking about public speaking that I, that I think applies to this. He said, when I'm taking my car to get my oil changed, I'm not looking for the greatest mechanic in the entire world. I'm just looking for somebody that knows how to do this thing and can help me out with this certain specific task. And I I think that's that's the same thing that we're talking about here. You don't need to be some the world's greatest guru in all of mental training or mental performance or anything like that. You know, the the nice thing about the world we live in today, the entire wealth of knowledge for humanity is at our fingertips. You can literally get on Google and maybe you just start with combat breathing. Maybe you just start with, hey, I'm going to learn a little bit about the vagus nerve so that I can talk to my guys and I can teach them. You know, this isn't just about, oh, take some deep breaths and sprinkle magic fairy dust and then you feel better. Here's the impact that it has on your mind. Here's the impact it has on your body. Here are the different organs that are connected to that nerve. And, you know, just, just start with something small like that. And obviously, there's there's all kinds of resources out there, uh, but I think the the number one thing, the biggest thing, don't feel like you have to be an expert. You just need a little. You just need to know a little bit more than they do about it. Had a couple of other coaches uh, send some questions about just mental toughness, physical toughness, things like that, and got a pretty direct question from Coach C, um, who said, "How can I help my guys not be soft?" And while I hope that's not you know, how you're talking around them, uh, do want to offer you some tangible things that you can take away that you can put into action for, uh, you know, increasing some of that toughness factor. If I were to ask who is the most successful NCAA basketball coach of all time, there's not really room for a whole bunch of debate. I mean, John Wooden won seven national championships in a row, 10 of them in total. The, the next closest has four. And he has the you know the the john wooden pyramid of success that has industriousness and friendship and loyalty and cooperation and enthusiasm and, and all those other things that kind of build on those and you know back when he was coaching in the the 60s and 70s he saw all of that stuff at, firsthand he he knew hey this is kind of the secret recipe how we're going to get these guys to play together and what's really cool about where we're at now with functional MRI scans, brain imaging, things like that. We can actually track a lot of that stuff and we can look at what different parts of the brain are active at certain times and how does your body language and your toughness and your togetherness impact not only you, but also your teammates and your opponents. Real cool study published in Scientific World Journal, Oxytocin and the Biopsychology of Performance in Team Sports. And They basically looked at hundreds of studies that have been done, ranging from football to soccer, basketball, gymnastics, table tennis, cricket, all kinds of stuff, just studies that had been done in the past, and they wanted to see what kind of common themes can we see across all sports. Some of the things that they pointed out were your behavior directly affects the future success of your team. They called it pro-social behavior, and it enhances your team's performance. So they found that positive emotion is contagious and will help you perform at a higher level. We've all seen that. I mean, when teams bring the juice, when when people take the court or the floor or the field or whatever, and they're ready to go and they're positive and they're enthusiastic, you you can't help but get, get amped up and ready to go. And when some of these things happen, they actually lead to higher levels of oxytocin and the, it's measurable. And it's the same chemical that you see present when mothers are breastfeeding their babies. And there's that, there's that chemical bond that's formed. And that same thing that we see with soldiers on the battlefield that go through that common experience that are willing to lay down their lives for each other. And they said that the presence of this oxytocin is linked to all kinds of things, from empathy to trust, generosity, cohesion, cooperation, motivation. I mean, these deep emotional bonds are going to improve your team's performance. And some of the documented benefits are motivation, commitment, enjoyment, attentional control, interpersonal functioning, uh, memory, decision-making, judgment, all kinds of things that are obviously very beneficial in any sport. And they point to countless studies that show the display of body language affects an athlete's confidence, competitiveness, and focus. And so the way you act, the way you treat people, your body language, the things you say, all that stuff not only affects your teammates' confidence, competitiveness, and focus, but also your opponent's. One of my favorite sessions to do is with teams, and we have this this handout that's actually on the website. If you go to mental training plan slash podcast and scroll all the way on down to the bottom, uh, we've got the, the worksheet on there that you can download or the PDF that you can download and print off, follow along if you would like But on the back, it has scores for mental toughness, physical toughness, body language, and character. And so the first thing we do is we hand this out and we say, all right, in that first box up there, how would you rank your overall mental toughness on a scale from one to five? And then what about your mental toughness after a bad call? And then what about after a loss? And what about when coach puts you on the bench or you're not where you think you should be in the lineup? And then what about your mental toughness after a teammate screws up or a teammate doesn't do something the right way? And we have them, we have them rate themselves from one to five, and then they add those up and they get a score out of 25 points. And then we have them rank their physical toughness. What's your ability to perform at your best, no matter the physical discomfort. And then what about in the weight room or wherever it is that you do your training? And then what about at the end of sprints? And at the end of a game, or when things start to get physical, you come out, maybe you weren't expecting something to happen quite the way it did and you get popped. What's your physical toughness like? And then have them add it up next. What message are you sending with your body language? How, how would you rank that from one to five? How would you rate your overall positive emotion? How would your teammates rate your body language from one to five? How would your opponents rank your body language? Are they losing confidence and competitiveness and focus because of how you act or are they gaining it? And then the last one, that selflessness, are you doing what's best for you or are you doing what's best for the team? And then that last box, character, who you are when no one's looking, do you cut corners is that first one. The second one is permission equals promotion. When when other people on the team are doing things that, that they shouldn't be Do you just permit that to go on or do you step up and say, no, that's not right. That's not how we're going to do it. The third one, when it comes to building culture, that that language that your coaches are trying to promote, do you build that up or do you tear it down? That fourth one, are you building trust and cohesion and cooperation with teammates or are you chipping away at that? And then the last one, are you the kind of person that people want to follow? And the purpose of this is not to compare yourself to another player. The purpose of this is to sort of compare what's your mental toughness like compared to your physical toughness. And just really, we're trying to identify, are there any weaknesses that we can try and improve? And so then we start with, well, how are we going to improve mental toughness, your your ability to perform at your best, no matter the situation? And the first thing we always have them do is figure out what's the event where you got off target, where your your mental toughness just wasn't there. And if you're following along in the handout, the the side with the chart underneath mental toughness, that first box in the top left-hand corner, just have them write down what is that event where they kind of they kind of got off target. Maybe it was a ref made a bad call, or a teammate missed a wide open layup, or you you lost a game that you shouldn't, or a coach put you on the bench. What what was it? And then we want to fill out that top part where it says automatic. So right underneath focus, what, what did you just automatically, what did system one really want to focus on when the ref made a bad call or when a teammate missed a wide open layup or whatever that event was? Was it, was it, you were focused on the call? You were focused on the impact that would have on the game. And then we have him write that down in that first box. And then in the second one, the self-talk, were you saying, Oh gosh, this guy, this guy's terrible. How can he be that bad? He, he's He's going to cost us the game. Whatever, whatever that voice in the back of your mind was saying, write that down. And then again, what did system one want to do automatically with your body? Your, your heart start beating out of control. Did you get tight muscles? Did you get butterflies in your stomach. What, what was that physical reaction? And then in the last box, emotionally, what, what did that make you feel like? Were you angry? Did you feel cheated? Did you feel furious? Right, write that down. And usually when we're doing this with a team, we've already been in there once and we've done the whole system one, system two thing. And But we, we always review, hey, look, system one is going to automatically do some things to your focus cycle. And if you just give into that, it's going to lower your performance. And so we've got to be intentional with system two so that we can raise our performance. And we haven't commit to something. What, what are you going to focus on instead? Is it the WIN acronym? What's important now? What do we have next? What do I need to do next? Is it Control the controllables or play the next play. What what is it that you are going to focus on and think about? And we have them write that down in that box. And then in the next one where it says self-talk, you're not just going to naturally have all these positive, wonderful things popping around in your head. So maybe we're going to have a plan like, hey, got to move on. That's what we're going to say when the ref makes a bad call or it's not going to be fair. We're not going to let him take it from us. Physically, we talk about controlling your breathing, controlling your breath, taking care of muscle tension taking care of your body physically. And then also the, the body language, what, how are you going to control your body? And then what emotions is that going to lead to feeling more confident, more in control, more optimistic. And the biggest thing here, we need, we need the guys and gals to be able to identify and be aware of here's what I'm focusing on or saying to myself or whatever When at these times when I'm not showing mental toughness so that I can decide, you know what, I'm going to do something about this. And then we move on and we talk about physical toughness. How, how would you rank your ability to keep performing and do it your best, no matter the physical discomfort or the pain and, and right down in that top left corner, what's your event? Is it, is it during sprints? Is it in the weight room? Is it at the end of the game when you start to get fatigued? Is it when things get physical? When, when do you show a lack of physical toughness and write that down? I usually start with the example of running sprints. You know, we can we can all relate to that time where we thought, oh, "I just I can't do this," and so maybe the focus is how sore, how tired you are, or the the fact that you think that you reached your limit, or this is sprint number six, and all you can focus on is, "Oh, we got four more." And so, write that whatever that automatic focus is, we have them write that down in the box, and then right next to it self talk: is it this is too hard, or I can't finish this, or I need to hold some back. And then with their body, is their body language terrible? Are they wanting to bend over and put their hands on their knees and hang their head and have a mopey face? Is, is their heart feel like it's beating out of control? Are they just feeling like they've got numb legs? What what's going on? What's the physical response that you're, that you're feeling? And then the last one, how does that leave you feeling emotionally doubtful or hopeless or cautious? And again, that's just system one's automatic response to this uncomfortable situation. And so we want to help them come up with what are we going to intentionally focus on? And maybe it's this rep. I'm not worried about the other sprints, the sprints before. I'm focused on giving my all on this rep. Or maybe it's their why. Why would you get into this sport in the first place? At some point, you had to fall in love with this. At some point, this had to be fun. Maybe that's what you need to be focused on. And for some it's, I'm going to be focused on others instead of focusing on how sore and how tired and how worn out I am. What, what's the guy next to me? What's, what's the girl next to me thinking? Do they need me to show some strength? Can I help them? And, and sometimes just getting their focus off of them and having a pity party for them can really help them do a better job with the, the physical toughness aspect. The self-talk is a huge tool for this one. Saying things like, hey, this is easy, or yeah, I got this one, or just getting better. I can, I will. Having something that they're going to say so that they're not listening to that voice. (sighs) I just, I don't think we can do this. I don't know if we can do this. Don't listen to that. What are you going to say instead? And remember, talking through, there's going to be some times where you can't necessarily get in a... a full diaphragmatic breathing, but maybe you can go from (laughs) to (sighs) and you can just control your heart rate a little bit and just bring it back down a little bit so that you can run that next rep at full speed. And all these things can help you feel more confident and more in control and more optimistic. The next section is body language. And at this point, if I'm working with a team, I have everybody in the room stand up and I say, show me good body language with just your head. And Now show me bad body language with just your head. Now just your eyes. What's good body language look like with your eyes? What's bad body language look like with your eyes? Now your shoulders and chest. What's good body language look like with your shoulders and chest? And what's bad body language look like? And then your pace, you know, that, are you walking around with the Eeyore? Like, Oh, here we go. Or are you going to move around with some energy, some pace? You're going to walk around like a champion. Are you going to mope around? They don't, they don't need you to teach them how to have good body language. They need somebody that can hold them accountable to what am I going to do And when am I going to do it specifically studies that have been done three year olds, five year olds can see video of a room and they can tell who's the most powerful person or the person in charge who's feeling happy, who's feeling sad just by body language. We know what body language looks like, but we need to coach our athletes and show them this is acceptable this is not acceptable. And then sometimes help him out a little bit. So maybe with a golfer, it's, Hey, if you duff a chip, you're going to get your eyes up. You're going to look at the top of the flag stick or had a quarterback that used to throw his helmet after he threw a pick. And so his, his thing was he had to leave his helmet strapped and he had to look at the top bleacher on the way over to the sideline. And so that way, even if he wasn't really feeling confident, and in control and all that stuff, his teammates seeing his body language, it it was at least a little bit better. And that whole fake it till you make it thing, you know, that had a much more positive impact on his teammates, but then also his opponents. And then that last part, we want to talk to him about, are you the kind of person that people want to follow? Are you cutting corners? Because your coaches might not always see it, but your teammates do. Are you, are you the whole permission equals promotion thing? Are you allowing people to get away with stuff that they shouldn't? Well, then that's basically you promoting it. You need to step up and say, no, this isn't how we do things. And challenge them on, are you building up the culture? Or are you tearing it down? Are you, are you building that trust and cohesion and cooperation with teammates? Or are you eroding that? And from a, from a leadership standpoint, are you the kind of person that people want to follow because doing things the right way is going to help build the cohesion of our team is going to improve those oxytocin levels is going to build chemical bonds between us. And we're going to be able to bond and we're going to be able to do this together. And so again, in most cases, maybe not all, but in most cases, especially older athletes know what's right and what's not. So rather than a character lesson in, hey, this is right and this is wrong, more of a what are you going to do specifically and when are you going to do it? Maybe it was the instead of just sitting back and watching people make bad decisions, you're going to step up and do something about it next time or maybe the next time coach isn't watching, you're going to run the sprint full speed and you're not going to cut corners because you know your teammates are watching and that's going to build the trust and the cohesion with them. So coach C, I don't know if that exactly answers your question, but hopefully, you know, gives you some, some specific things that you can do to help improve the mental toughness or the physical toughness or just the body language or the character of your team. And one other thing that I would like to challenge you on, you know, your, your player's behavior is either taught or allowed. You either taught them to do things the way that they are or didn't teach them or you're allowing them to do those things. So, you know, you said, you made the comment, how do I make my team not be soft? Well, it's, it's not necessarily just line them up at the line and run them until they all pass out from exhaustion. That that's not necessarily building physical toughness, but maybe it's teaching them, Hey, when you're focusing on this, you need to focus on something else instead. And so I guess really what I'm saying is teach them how to not be soft. As you said, if it's a, a mental toughness thing, a physical toughness thing, if it's a adversity strikes and their body language is instantly terrible, we'll teach them what they should do. Teach them how they should react. Teach them what they should focus on and how they should talk and how they should carry themselves. Teach them that and then hold them accountable to it. One of the, one great way to do that film conditioning, film that moment where They have to get back on the line and you say, sorry, that one didn't count because we didn't finish all the way through. And then you can show them, look here, look at this terrible body language. This isn't what we want guys. We want to be holding our heads high. We want to be helping our teammates out. We want to say, Hey, it doesn't matter what happens. We got this. Let's keep on going. Let's keep on pushing. We're not going to let this bring us down and tear us apart and make it a positive thing. Don't, don't use it to berate them and say, look how weak you are point it out and say, look, you, you may not realize it, but when you're acting like this and when you're carrying yourself like this, here's the impact that it's having on your teammates. And so again, your player's behavior is either taught or allowed. Teach them what you want and then hold them to that standard. And give your players permission to hold each other accountable. Have a conversation with some of your leaders after practice and say, look, body language wasn't real great in the sprints. Let, let's get guys' heads up. I've heard a couple different people talk about uh, the Navy SEALs, how they'll say, all right, you've got this 10-mile run, and then at the 10-mile mark, they'll be waiting there to say, all right, now you've got five more miles. And the, the reaction from the guys is sometimes not real positive. The body language, as you can imagine, is not always real great. The focus is usually on, oh, woe is me. And the the self-talk sometimes becomes verbal grumblings and moan, oh, and then they talked about the most important part, and that was afterwards, at the very end, going back and meeting with everybody and saying, look, you thought that it was going to be done at this point, and it wasn't. And what did you focus on, and what was your body language like, and what, what were the things that you were saying out loud, or the, ah, the the things that you were saying maybe verbally so that your teammates could hear it? And the same is true with athletics. You know, sometimes it goes into overtime. Sometimes the other team scores. Sometimes some sort of adversity hits and things don't go the way that we planned. And so part of our job as coaches is to prepare them ahead of time. And so maybe that's you put them on the line and they've got 10 sprints or they've got whatever. And then at the end say, all right, back on the line. And then see what that reaction is like. And then have them run one more, two more. But but call them in together at the end and, and have a blunt, upfront conversation. What was your body language like? What was the message that you were sending everybody to the right of you and to the left of you? Was it, hey, no problem, we got this? Or was it, I don't know if we can do this? Because at some point in the season we're going to come up against some adversity. At some point, things are not going to go our way and it's going to be tough. And we can't have this reaction ever happen again and teach them. This is how we are going to respond. This is how we are going to show mental toughness. This is how, this is the body language that we're going to have. These are the things that we're going to say out loud. This is what we're going to focus on. So the next time there's a penalty, you don't have a bunch of people with their palms up going, ah, come on, yelling at the ref. It's they get in a little huddle and say, Hey, that doesn't matter. We got this. Let's go. And they can all look each other dead in the eye and know, yeah, we got this. We're ready for this. It doesn't matter what adversity comes our way cuz we're going to keep on going. Hopefully that helps a little bit. We love hearing from you guys, love connecting with you on social media. Uh check out the website when you get a chance if you're interested in learning more information or connecting with us. All our contact info is up there. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Mental TR plan and really would love for you guys to share this uh with someone that you think maybe either as a player, could use a little bit more of the mental toughness, physical toughness, body language, character, or even just a, a coach that maybe would would like to hear this or would benefit from hearing this. Um, appreciate you guys sharing this. Appreciate the positive feedback. And please let us know if you've got other questions or need some extra follow-up help. In the meantime, make your plan put it to work.